Welcome to the Victory Podcast, where God is the greatest power and we are never defeated. I'm Michael Lott, and I am excited about what this episode has to bring because it is going to kickstart a series that I am excited about. I'm going to be talking about the armor of God. What is the armor of God? Why do we need it? Why is it important? Well, we're going to get into all of that. We're going to talk about the armor as a whole and then in all of the subsequent uh, parts of this series, we will talk about each individual piece of armor. And so go ahead and sit back, relax, grab some snacks and enjoy the podcast. Paul made it a point to remind the believers that they need to put on the whole armor of God, not just specific pieces of the armor, all of it. When I read and think about this, I think about a catcher. And for those of you that know me, I'm a huge baseball fan. So excuse me if I often reference my favorite sport during these podcasts. Um, But a catcher has an abundance of equipment to help keep him safe behind the plate during a baseball game. Each piece is vital. And when you don't wear one, it leaves you vulnerable to being injured or in the worst case scenario, even being killed. Let's be honest, a 95 to 100 mile per hour fastball to the head, throat, chest, or any other body part will cause bodily harm. So, The catcher needs to wear all of the equipment, the helmet, the chest protector, the knee or shin guards, the cup, yes, even the cup, the cleats, the glove, all of it. So the catcher is protected from being injured by the incoming pitch or even the swing of the bat that can also hit the catcher. The same is to be said about the armor of God. You must put on the whole armor of God and not just part of it, in order to stand against the wiles of the devil. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11, Paul says that when you put on the whole armor of God, you will be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Obviously, when you're standing against something, you are applying pressure against something. Standing against is an offensive maneuver. It shows that when the wiles of the devil come up against us, we aren't supposed to just weather the attack. We're supposed to fight against it. We're supposed to resist it. The Bible says in James chapter 4, verse 7, to resist the devil and he will flee from you. When you push back against the wiles of the devil, he will back down. So for me, what it looks like is this. When low self-esteem and depressive thoughts come to my mind, I don't just stew in them and wait for them to pass. Why? 
they won't go anywhere. See, the devil isn't just going to leave you alone if you ignore what he's doing to you. He's persistent and he will continue to do what he is doing. You have to flash on the devil at at, at times and remind him who you are. I go into praise and prayer. I sing until times get better. I remember the promises of God and my life spoken through his word. Then those low and depressive thoughts um, have to back up off of me. And most times they do because darkness and light cannot coexist together. The devil has to flee when you fight him with God. So we must stand against the wiles of the devil. Be active in your fight against the things the devil tries to trip you up on. He has no other choice but to flee. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13, Paul again says to take on the whole armor of God. But this time, he says to put it on so you can withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand. Now, in the last segment, I broke down what it meant to stand against. To withstand also means to resist or oppose. But to withstand is more of a defensive term than an offensive term. This is confirmed by Paul's wording at the end of the verse when he says, and having done all, to stand. We are living in some days like none other, especially 2020 and 2021. Things have happened to each and every one of us that have tried to break us mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. However, we have to utilize the armor that God gave us to continue to stand in the face of depression, to stand in the face of financial hardship, to stand in the face of marital discord, to stand in the face of low self-esteem. The armor is designed to keep you standing when you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders, when you feel like giving up and giving in. This is why we must put on the whole armor of God. Now, in the last two segments, I've talked about how we must wear the whole armor of God and that they represent both offensively and defensively what we need to withstand and stand against the wiles of the devil. The devil, not the wiles of each other, the wiles of the devil. Too many times we try to fight each other when the problem is spiritual. We live in a society where we like the idea of having a villain, whether we want to admit it or not. Otherwise, we wouldn't villainize people. Have you ever stopped to think that maybe there is something deeper than what the person did to you? There may be something deeper than what the person said to you. Listen, I experienced the heartbreak of my life in the ninth grade 
and I've been struggling with depression ever since. I've been over that girl for a while, but depression still lingers. That's when I realized a few years ago, it had nothing to do with her. The event happened and that was the perfect opening for the devil to introduce depression to me. Depression is a stronghold and it is a trick or tactic of the devil. When Paul says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, we have to realize that everything that we do has a spiritual consequence to it, whether it is a punishment or a reward. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Don't think for one minute that you won't have to fight against some demonic presence in your workplace or in your child's school or in government or even in your own home. We've been given this armor not to fight each other, but to fight the forces of the devil and win. This short story is called Never Forgotten, The Full Armor of God. After what felt like the longest day of my life, six o'clock finally came. I had not achieved all I was supposed to achieve for the day. I had planted only a few rows. I went back to my room, room number three. I just wanted to collapse on my bed. My dinner, which consisted of basically the same thing I'd had every meal so far, was waiting for me. I did not stir until the next morning around six. After a small breakfast, I spent an hour reading my Bible, singing, and praying before I was led back outside to spend another day working in the field. Just walking out there took all of my spiritual energy. My body ached, but my spirit ached even more. If I'm going to survive this, I have to put on the whole armor of God, I told myself. When I reached the field, I took my tool and started planting where I had left off the day before. While I dug, I silently recited Ephesians chapter 6 verses 13 through 17. I went over each piece of God's armor and felt myself place it over my spirit. The belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, and the shield of faith. It all covered me. I looked at my tool and imagined it to be the sword of the spirit. As each piece went on, my strength grew. From that day on, I never left my room without putting on the whole armor of God first to prepare me for the spiritual battles awaiting me. My second day in the field was pretty much like my first, as was the third day and the fourth day and on and on and on. The only exception was the day I spent spreading fertilizer instead of planting. I really preferred planting. The fertilizer consisted of pig manure mixed with dried leaves and cut with water. I hauled it out into the field 
on the A-frame, trying to balance two bucketfuls of this smelly mixture. I spilled more than I made it into the field. Eventually, the guards told me to carry one bucket at a time. I cannot describe the smell. It reeked of the most awful stink I've ever experienced. I started singing more and more as I worked. I found it lifted my spirits and made the time go by much faster. Most days, I sang praise songs. One afternoon, I got so caught up in worshiping my Lord that a huge smile broke out on my face. I was hot, my back ached, my knees were sore, but in my spirit, I was in the presence of God. Finally, one of the guards yelled over at me, Hey, 103, if you are the prisoner, why do you look like you're enjoying this more than we do? Stop it. How often do we think of the full armor of God as something that we must put on every single day just to withstand the enemy and to prepare for the spiritual battles of the day ahead? I hope you've enjoyed this podcast today. Um, Remember, we have to put on the whole armor of God, not just part of it, but all of it. If we want to be able to withstand and stand against the wiles of the devil. It's important that we remember that we are in a spiritual war. We are fighting an enemy that we cannot touch. We are fighting an enemy that has the ability to manipulate and impact us on every level. And it's going to take the power of God to defeat this enemy. The devil is smart. He is cunning. He is strong, but God is greater. And so I want to leave you with this, um, that no matter who comes up against us, if God be for us, nobody and nothing can stand against us. This is Michael Lott. The Victory Podcast, and I'll see you next time.